Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to the Bean for Wednesday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Tuesday. Uh, we've got a, a mega teacher strike on the way. What does Kate Hawksby think about that? Um, a car park stoush in Remuera. And um, how was this week's Game of Thrones episode after the very dark one from last week? Uh, but before any of that, uh, cannabis reform, of course, uh, very uh, top of mind for a lot of people. I'd, I'd like to just tackle your weed issue with just a bit of a different perspective than most. Sure. I'm a weed smoker. I've, I've told you that. I don't have drug tests at work, so I'm free to live life how I want. My work specifically knows I smoke weed. But I'm in a trade where that's a bonus. I'm in a particular trade where creativity is a must. Now, I, know, I don't know what bands you've ever listened to in life, but I guarantee you if they're a lot like the ones I've listened to over the years, they're probably stoned. Well, we and talked about, uh, we talked about, we talked about um, musicians and drug use yesterday. Yeah, and so you're you a great fan, mine Led Zeppelin, a great fan I, I know of, Pink Floyd, two huge, huge weed-smoking bands who creativity was enhanced through the use of weed. You know, you, if you want a landscaper, um, a, a good quality landscaper who comes up with just genius landscaping ideas, hey, odds on, he's probably smoking weed. I just think that we're, we're using it, weed is a very narrow, I'm listening to all these people tell me how I can't smoke weed, but somehow how it's going to affect their life. But alcohol on a daily basis affects more people's lives than marijuana ever could. And when you hear people say, oh, I need more research, the research is there. That's how America and all those states passed laws to legalise weed, was through research. I, mean, I very much doubt that, that, that when it comes to taking drugs, that uh, all these create... Drugs, weed. Jamie, weed don't interrupt me. Weed. I let you have your Sorry. say. Does he sound a bit paranoid and nervous, maybe? Um, it, it's funny how this... It's a... Is it a debate about having a referendum or is it a debate about the advantages or disadvantages of smoking weed? Uh, hard to say. Uh, what does uh, Marcus's audience think of it? Um, yeah, I've, I've been a little bit worried about this whole thing since it came out, only because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a father and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a young stepfather to a um, 19-year-old son who's heavily, basically addicted to marijuana. And um, I, I know a lot of people can function on marijuana, I mean, I was young when I did it, and I obviously it didn't do anything to me. And I used it and stuff when I was young. But for my stepson, it's really bad. Like he can't function. He's depressed. Um, he doesn't have it. He gets mood swings. He can't hold a job. He couldn't hold a job where I got him a job. Um, he can't find work because they drug test him, and then they won't give him a job. Um, it's just oh, I don't I don't know. It just for some people it works, and some people it don't. And if it comes legal, it just gives them excuse to even do it even more. So I, I don't know if I'm 100% on it, to be honest. Although one would hope if it became legal, not for this generation, but he mightn't get his hands on it at such a young age and can make better decisions when he's 20. I don't know whether that's the case or not, because clearly he didn't have much trouble getting hold of it. And yeah, that's the other thing. I don't know how he gets hold of it all the time when he has no money. Like, you know what I mean? He's He's got no job. He's got, you know, we don't certainly give him any money and try and encourage it, but... You know, you can just get it. It's, it's obviously easily gettable these days, which is, you know, well, he's, not hard he's pro- to get. He's probably selling it, is he? I have no idea. I, I don't I don't know where he'd sell it. I, I'm pretty sure he's not because 
I don't know where he'd get it from to sell it. Like, that's the other thing. He might be. I don't know. I'd, I'd highly doubt it. He doesn't have much money behind him. You know, he's always at his girlfriend's house. Oh, there you go. The advantages and disadvantages of having a girlfriend, I suppose. Um, now, the teacher's mega strike. Uh, how does Kate feel about all this? Most parents are across the standards of teaching at their kids' schools. It's hard not to be when your child's work, effort and attitude is often a direct reflection of what's going on in the classroom. The difference between a good or bad teacher, as we know, can make or break things for your child at school. If you ask any parent whether they want a better class environment for their kids, more help around additional needs, reduced class sizes and more hands-on teaching time for teachers, the answer would be a resounding yes. Of course we do. Who wouldn't want the best possible environment for their kids? But it's not just parents. Most people understand the importance of a good education. So it doesn't surprise me that opinion polls show people valuing teachers. Schools obviously know the value of teachers, so is it just the government we're waiting for to play catch-up? Or have they already put their best foot forward? The government has said repeatedly that it's not increasing its offer, but will it be under more pressure if disruption looms this term in the form of a mega or super strike. And what about the support of the public and parents? How long before the shine starts to come off the teacher's plight if parents are inconvenienced by strike action? Teachers themselves don't actually want to strike. Of course, no one ever does. But we should know this week whether a nationwide strike will take place on the 29th of May. There may well be a partial strike before then, with teachers possibly even working to rule from May 15th, if they elect to do that. It'll be interesting to see if public support bears out throughout this. I'd like to think it does. I'd like to think parents will understand the bigger picture. But I also know how much working, busy working parents don't like being inconvenienced by having kids at home when they should be at school. Uh, is there anything that makes people uh, more frustrated than not being able to get a car park? I, I get very nervous trying to find a car park. Please don't take our car parks away. That's basically what I'm trying to say. I would imagine Auckland Transport would say, well, look, you know, safety first. We uh, are just looking at the safety of users of this car park. What's wrong with that? Uh, nothing wrong with that at all. Um, obviously, everyone's primary concern before anything else is safety. But the way this whole process developed, it was on the basis that they wished to conduct certain tests on the top level of the car park to see that it could take vehicles of 2,000 kgs or more. The yep. tests that they did prior to Christmas showed that it passed at a weight level of two and a half so everything was fine the car park was reopened and at that point what they wanted to do is to limit the higher weight vehicles but of course one of the problems is um, do you know how much your car weighs probably I don't not think, I, no. I didn't until i went back to the manufacturer and i now got it on my phone so i can yeah. show you what my car <laughs> the normal family car and the cars for the nice little old ladies um, and young mums who, who shop around Remuera are not all large utes or large four-wheel drives. Mm. So they are, in fact, well and truly under um, the safe weight, which is 2.5. Okay. Now, to start with, when they reopened the car park, they had people on the ground actually checking the vehicles that came through, which was a very simple thing to do. 
Like security and guards. sending those away. Pardon? Security guards. Yes, and, and yeah. sending those away or sending them to the downstairs car park yep. if, um, if they were too heavy. And through time, people started to realise that either your vehicle was right or it wasn't right. And yep. it would have been very simple at that stage, actually, just to have a sticker system which said this is allowed, this is not, direct all the heavier cars down below, and we wouldn't have had a problem. But just out of the blue... They went and shot the car park. Outrageous, just outrageous. Uh, we're going to do, uh, finish up. Um, with, this seems to be a weekly thing now with Andrew Dickens talking about Game of Thrones. Um, apparently there was something in... The, the, the week before we couldn't see anything that was happening because it was too dark. Now this week we saw something that wasn't supposed to be there. Weren't too happy with the battle scene. It was a bit dark. What about last night's episode? Good? Much bad. happier with Much it, happier. yeah. Back to the scheming. It's almost like they uh, turned up the colour purposefully. It, got, it was quite bright. Or maybe <laughs> I really just took got, a hint there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But yeah, back to a whole lot of scheming. But um, things went a bit wrong. A bit, a bit, yeah. It's funny because on the internet everyone's like, this is a monumental mistake. I can't believe they let this happen. What happened was there was a random coffee cup in one of the scenes in the in the dining hall at Winterfell. Yeah. And obviously eagle-eyed fans out there lo- always love to look for a little Easter egg and it, they found a coffee cup. It's instead. exactly right. Exactly right. And it appears to have belonged to Amelia Clark, who plays yeah. Daenerys uh, Targaryen, who of course is the mother of uh, dragons and uh, caffeine and, <laughs> and, and and owner of a Starbucks a Starbucks co- a drinker of Starbucks coffee, I think was the tweet <laughs> I saw. Starbucks lover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly so HBO right. did uh, put out a little statement to reply. They said the latte that appeared in the episode was a mistake. Daenerys had ordered an herbal tea. <laughs> well played. Um, and the other thing was that in that very scene, Vice and Benioff, who are the two guys who've made this, yes. were actually playing actors. So were they? they? Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. They're actually in that scene. What were they doing? They were they were cavorting around with the big hairy orange haired bearded wildling guy. Oh, that makes sense yeah, as to why they yeah. focused on it. So they were focusing on their own performance and not exactly on the on the coffee cup that's sitting yeah, on the table. Isn't it classic? Move. I think it's lovely. Yeah, quite a conf- conf- there was a lot of drinking going on in that episode, to be honest. So I'm not surprised that between all the goblets and um, chalices. And at one point, a big, very large bloke with red hair and red beard was drinking out of a horn. Uh, Not surprised that they accidentally left that coffee cup there. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, That has been News Dogs ZB for Wednesday. I will see you back here again tomorrow. Cheers to that.